This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now in our seventh season, covering Ipswich Town since 2015. Um, you are tuned into the live show with me, Richard Woodard, and joining me, resplendent in tangerine, Joe Fares. Tell us all about that shirt, Joe. There's, do you want to do a, a twirl for us? Because there's meaning to it. You can see the back of that is a there Mark is. Fish Ipswich Town shirt, there match worn is. in his only ever 45 minutes for the Blues or the Oranges that night away at QPR, where he put in possibly the worst display anyone's ever seen in an Ipswich shirt. It was matched for 40 minutes by Sonny Aluko yesterday, so it's in honour of him. But Aluko did pick up a little bit after that. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about Sonny Aluko. We will talk about um, whatever you guys want. Give us a hello in the comments, um, pinging any questions, any observations, any thoughts from Morecambe, from um, Newport last night, um, for Burton coming up. Um, If you want to talk about Danny Cowley in Portsmouth, I guess we... I might accommodate that, but I'm not going to drill in too much because it's blooming pantomime. But we want to hear from you. Here we go. Um, Mark Beck, one of my first town shirts, got Westlock on the back. I think he left shortly after. What's, well, there you go. Mark, you've got the power. You know, who do we, who do we want Mark to get on the back of his shirt this season? No, don't answer that one. Um, Jackson. (laughs) Good Nick Reeve or Joe, very reminiscent of him last night. Um, Here we go. What a shirt, being a collector of, there you go. How much, Joe, if you were to list it for, and it's hypothetical, it's not for sale. This is kind of up there with Joe's like crown jewels. But is what it, would you, what would your starting bid or what would your kind of your bid be for free value reserve? It's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because it is probably one of the most 
sort of notable Ipswich Town performances of all time, isn't it? It's, I, oh, but obviously not in the same way as not like Roger Osborne in the FA Cup final <laughs> shirt. But it is a it's a shirt that as soon as you say to any fan of a certain sort of generation, Mark Fish away at QPR, everyone knows it. It's almost like the sort of feeding of the 5,000. Even though that we probably didn't sell out the away end that night, everyone seems to have been there to have watched this mythical performance. But yeah. no, it's it's a, it's a strange one. But it's, I just saw it come up once. I thought, I've got to have that because it is so so unique. It's got a certificate of authenticity with it as well. So it is a is a proper yeah. one. And I thought, wow, you've, you've got to get that. But I don't know. It's a, I don't, I'd expect to make more than I paid for it, put it that way. But, yeah, definitely. Well, We'll start a bidding war here, but no, we'll, we'll get your evaluation. Um, evening to HCH, he's given us a couple of bits and pieces already. Evening, chaps. Um, club is struggling with tickets at the moment. We've got to source it out. Yeah, we've got this new seat provider company, haven't we? It's not really... Seat geek, isn't it? Seat geek. It's not really... They're not really sorting it out, are they? So um, we need... Yeah. I, I, I think you've I got guess, to have faith in a company that size that they are going to get it right. And it's early, it's early days in the season as well, isn't it? And we haven't had to sell tickets for a while so i mean complaints about club administration welcome but i'm not sure joe and i we we've, we've got contacts but not maybe all the way to the the main man quite yet so um but by all means come here to vent we'll you know we'll be therapy um for you guys as well sam page um sell for a decent amount of super air no more yeah there you go there's, there's not gonna be any others out there are no. there I mean, there are two, no maybe? other match war mark for shirts one. There is a long sleeve one that was prepared, but he didn't wear it. I know someone who's got that one. Okay. Um, I, I, I mean, this feels like a great um, spin-off chat. I want to hear um, random, infamous town moments and names. Larson's Torre, Larson Torre's corner is definitely up there for me. There's got to be Larson some... Torre throwing the shirt into the crowd away at Doncaster yes. and having to get it back before extra time. If somebody had kept hold of that, that would have been worth something because it yeah, exactly right. forced a substitution. Um, HCH also asking us about Aluko and Frank Nubel is another one as well. Nuble, um, yeah, another that one was bad that game, wasn't it? Um, does he have a probationary period of his contract? Oh, poor Sonny Aluko. He's I'm not sure he's played for a while. We need to give him the it's strange because he, he has played a couple of games in pre season for Derby, so you you expected him to have some. I don't know, he just looked miles off it, and I think it was one of those performances where the more you did wrong, the more you tried, and it just sort of compounded itself and sort of. I'm sure he'll be a decent acquisition for us and come up with some good contributions for us this season. But last night was not his night. It was not. Well, um, I, I guess Giovanni Bananas is Joe trying to hint at Goldfish, a Ted Lasso Carabao reference. Yeah, we probably need to have a memory of a Goldfish and move on and forget the mistakes. Um, even to everyone who loves Ted Lasso, um, excellent start to the second series, if you ask me. Um, Tim Holt. Oh. No, no lumberjack jokes. Oh, well, can't joke about this. This is fashion. Um, it's an art statement. Um, Tim Hart, I was at the game. Can't remember the score. Just the truly shocking. Did we lose, Joe? Was we it? lost 2-1. We were 2-0 down at half time after Fish went off. And then Jamie Peters made his debut. And it was pretty exciting after we'd signed that petition with the home <laughs> yeah. office to get his work permit. He looked like he was going to be a great sign. And Sam Parkins scored a brilliant goal. But... That was sort of about as good as it got for both of those players. Cover leads away for parking. I think I might have definitely posted those goals. I think I might have probably posted all of Sam Parkin's goals on the ITFC goal machine hashtag. So give that a look. Um, I love this question. I'm going to ask it, probably not in the way that it's written. What was he thinking behind signing signing a Luke? I mean, it's experience, isn't it, Joe? A lot of the signings we've made are of a good age 
but uh, only kind of Evans really has that long term experience, doesn't he? Yeah, it it just came from nowhere, really, didn't it, Luca? I don't think anyone was expecting that. I think because he was due to sign for Derby because of the um, but because of their embargo that they're under, that they um weren't able to get the deal through. So he was, like I said, that's where he was going, and I think it was just a case we saw him available and just sort of jumped on it and got him signed. But no, he, he didn't look ready, unfortunately. But I'm sure he will be in time. Yeah, and um. <sighs> It was Sorry, a 7 just, million signing not many years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I do think there's something to be said for that experience, but all of us have, have kind of off days, don't we? And if you can have an off day, at least do it in a, I was going to say a meaningless cup competition, but there's a lot of people, Joe, kind of a little bit peed off today that were out of the cup yet again. It feels like Paul Cook feels about the cup the same way Mick McCarthy does. I think Mark, it was tweeted something that he hasn't got past the second round of the League Cup at any of his clubs, but has got three promotions. On his, on his CV, yeah, no, you know? I, I, I personally, I, I'm peed off. We went out of the cup because I like a, a little cup run, especially in the Carabao Cup. But I, I, I don't think he selected the wrong team. I think it was the right team that was selected because I do think you need to make those changes. I don't think you could you could risk Vincent Young in that game. I think Penny got through a lot of work on the left hand side. To start Evans or Harper would be suicidal, really, because if if anything happened to those, you are well, maybe not quite screwed because you've got Elmazuni who played well last night and Humphreys who sort of is starting to look the part, but you, it's just such a drop-off in quality. You just had to protect your key players, but that team we put out last night and the team Newport put out last night, we should have won. And as the game played out, we should have won. We we were the better team, but we conceded a a goal and couldn't and couldn't score. So it's a it's a difficult one. But I like to get through the first couple of rounds of the League Cup because it gets you in a position by six, seven weeks into the season where you've had an extra three games, but your first teamers haven't had to play any more games. The rest of your squad have got minutes into their legs. And I think that's the ideal scenario because if you think last night, none of the players on the bench like that were sort of, well, obviously Norwood came on and got injured, but it was just a chance to get minutes into the legs of players who hadn't played previously this season. Mm. And we took that opportunity and we should have won the game. We should be looking forward to the draw tonight to see who these Backup players, the Thomas Holies, the Idris Elmazunis, the well Louis Barrys at the moment, Macaulay Bonds, who 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 they would be playing in a couple of weeks, but we're not. Yeah, it's, and I, I, there's a point here that I was. I was, I was it's a different point. Um, Sam Page, no money in the cups to the semis. Um, hence, a lot of clubs don't want to go through. I just kind of think that the squad. If I if I put that up and cover up our faces for a minute, Joe, the squad last night, the likes of. Clements and Darba, um, Dobra, Humphreys, Ilmazuni, Aluko, even. Wouldn't they be motivated to win the tie by the dangling of the carrot of more football? Because they're not guaranteed it in the first team in the league, are they? No, when you look at someone like Thomas Holy, for example, he's probably not yep. going to play another game now when he'll probably play in the Papa John's trophies, unless we go really young in that competition, which I don't think is out of the question doing that. But I say these fringe players, they want they want games. They want to they want to be playing football. That is that is their job and that's what they want to do. So I'm sure no one would have been happy to be out of that cup last night with the team we put out. No. Um one thing we were debating, you and I and and lots of others on our WhatsApp is um the stats around last night. Twenty five shots, which we wouldn't have had under Lambert says Sam. Um and I think you eventually found the XG. Um if you want to find out more about XG, by the way, and um watch the 
the pod we did with Ravi Mystery on that. Um, Great link. But that, there you go. Um, but, but, but it was different story to previous Cup exits last night, wasn't it? I mean, you were there last night. I, I chose not to go. Um, but that is a difference, I guess, is it was the quality of the finish in the last down, not the chance creation, which had been the story under Lambert. Yeah, no, it, we we did create a lot of chance. It's very difficult to judge a game, though, when you concede such an early goal against a, a team like that because they, they scored within the first, what, four minutes and they were quite happy to sort of sit back in two blocks and allow us to try and break them down. And and whilst we did break them down, we um we, we didn't score. So they never had to react to the game going back level. So whilst we created a lot, it was almost a training game and... Ultimately, the, the, the role was to score a goal, and we and we didn't do that. So yeah. the defense won out, and yeah, and that would I, we don't know how a goal would have changed that game, but I'm sure if we'd have scored, they'd have tried to come out and play a bit more. And who knows, they might have tested our defense again because it it seems to not be standing up well to some tests it receives at the moment. But yeah. it's just a shame. Someone like Dobra, for example, who had I think he had eight shots in the game. And hit the post, hit one straight at the keeper, and that, and the chance had a really good effort just from outside the box, which the keeper pushed away for a corner. But the one where he should have scored, it's the keeper sat down, really good work from Fraser on the right hand side, plays it into him, and he just hits the keeper on the floor. Jackson's header is saved at that point, um, and James Norwood has already picked up his injury by this point, or or it's around that time it happens. And I think the combination of Dobra missing. Norwood going off and it just seemed to suck the life out of the team and we didn't really create a chance after that. Maybe a belief thing there. All right, HH has mentioned Norwood. Mm. I mean, you, there's, there's sympathy clearly because he made a vital contribution on Saturday, but this is now a pattern, isn't it? And and you and I guess you can argue. I know that Bristol City fans might say different, given they had injury issues last season, but there's a lot of you now have. Toto and Ciala and James Nord in, injured in consecutive matches, both signed and coached by the previous regime. Does that both muscle injuries, isn't it? Which is a yeah, hamstring. So, so Ciala did it in pre-season in two thousand and what was it, two thousand nineteen twenty, our first year down, and he looked like he was going to be starting the first game of the season. Pulled his pulled a muscle injury, which I know that Lambert and his team were really unhappy about because I think it was seen as a sign that he hadn't warmed up properly because he just shouldn't be doing that. And then at that point, we signed James Wilson and NC Ireland never really got back into the team mm-hmm. for 18 months on after that. And again, Saturday, if he's out for a few weeks there, that could be his Ipswich career finish. He's only got a year left on his deal. That is, these are the fine margin that careers are made of and that could be the end of his Ipswich Town career. James Norwood, again, it's frustrating. He seems to have worked really hard over the summer. He looks very lean. He looks... Compared to how he came back last year, when he looked a state effect, really, he's come back looking really sharp. He's obviously done a lot of work over the summer, as I'm sure anyone who's seen him on social media will know the sort of body That's alignment true. clinic <laughs> and things like that. And, he, and he's, obviously, he's obviously worked really hard and mm. it must be devastating for him to come back because he knows he's up against it. He's up against sort of Macaulay Bond and Joe Piggott, guys that have been signed by this manager to play in this team. And and he, he I'm sure he knows that if he was to get games, he would get goals. And he'd, 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 he'd probably make himself unable to be dropped. He just can't. His body's letting him down at the moment. It's really disappointing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone who's trying to make the best of the chance they've got because of injuries is 
Genoa Danassian. We talked about him on the pod on Sunday, Joe. Um, Andrew Run, Fat Boy Run, um, thought Danassian had a good game last night. If he could beat his man, he'd be a decent starting forward. Um, what was your thoughts on Danassian um, in, in addition to what we heard from Craig and Dave on Sunday on the pod? He's a, he's a good, honest play. He won't let you down. But I think the problem is when you look at the Paul Cook team, it is very much... Um, fullbacks need to be your main creative sources on the wings. And yeah. whilst Bailey Clements didn't quite have the quality at times when he got in, he was still the one getting in the positions, making the runs around the back, which Humphreys was finding nicely, where the Nashian just doesn't have that instinct. And I think between Hayden Colson and Matthew Penny on the left and Kane Vincent Young on the right, you've got a type of player that is is going to give you something yeah. going forwards. And that was our route that was our route on Saturday. It was our route last night to try and get things going in. I think if Kane Vincent Young were to suffer a long-term injury and we haven't got a Loney or someone in in the back, I think you'd be looking to drop Wes Burns back into that role, somebody who actually has that attacking instinct to play from there. But Dinashian just hangs around probably as a squad player. Yeah, utility player, isn't he? Playing, yeah, within the night. Yeah, good point. Um, evening to David, um, Brewdog, Hazy, James Rich. No, this is um, Adam's breakpoint evening to our, our friends. In. And, and Joe's being healthy. With the um, orange squash. So there you go for anyone. No added sugar. There you go. Wondering what Joe's got in his glass. Um, Rob, um, any concerns about lack of form so far? Two games into the season, Joe. Do you write much into pre-season matches prior to that? I I think there is a sort of need to have a little concern about the results because it is a results business. And whilst we have shown some good attacking signs, we've also shown some poor defensive signs. And we we haven't got ahead in either game. And we haven't... That's, it's difficult. We're sort of conceding goals whenever we're having a little bit of pressure put on us. And then we're, we managed to get back against Morecambe and then we see, concede another goal. We managed to get back right at the very end. At Newport, we man, we didn't manage to get back in the game after an early goal. And it's it's just, I don't know, it, for me it's a concern just because I don't think we did anywhere near as well last season as we should have done when Cook came in. And I know there's a million mitigating factors that have happened since then, but we don't want to be sitting here this time next week without a win. So you've got to go on. You've got to go to Burton or and and Cheltenham, preferably or Cheltenham, and you've got to win one of those two games. Otherwise, things will the pressure will yeah. start to crank up a bit. And I know it's with... early in the season. I know it's August, and people will say, um, "Oh, you, you've got to give him time." And I think I think it's the owners who are going to be more ruthless than the fans. The fans generally do tend to give managers time, but we've got we've got to get going. Yep, we've been treading water for too long, and this squad has had big money spent. Um, but it's I just temper it by saying it's still August. Um, yeah, so let's I, I, we all, we all knew it was going to be a little yeah. bit. Yeah, there's been a talk about a sort of culture of mediocrity at the club, and I think that that runs through the fans as well. When you yep. see sometimes, sort of at the end of the day, yesterday, the sort of cold hard facts of it is Newport County made 11 changes, came here and beat us, and we had a team with probably five or six players that would walk into their first 11 playing True. and and we lost one nil and they had a players making debuts a 42 year old playing on the wing and it's and we didn't really we didn't do enough to beat them and we should have done yeah i mean john john's point i'm both surprised and not surprised at the reactions last night on paper disappointing but clear we're developing a pattern of play and the goals will come i mean that's that was a feeling that i think a few of us had certainly on saturday um that you can tell what we're trying to do now. And you can, as you said, you know, the pattern of play is around the fullbacks bombing on. It is more about the wide positions. 
once we get the number 10 and the strikers closer lined up um, and start taking our chances, then you've got to feel a little bit more confident, don't you? Yeah, and you can totally tell what we're trying to do. The, well, I think we could tell what we were trying to do under Lambert, but it just looks such a style of football that was just never, ever going to win your games. That really slow, lumbered passing and sort of hoping somehow from there. But you can see what Cook wants. It's, it's athletes in there. It's pace. It's power. It's fullbacks bombing on. It's getting in behind. It's getting to the byline. We must have got to the byline in seven or eight times in the in the two games so far. And that is where goals come from. But yeah, the balance just between the nine and ten just isn't quite right at the moment. And last night we were a little bit too reliant on Armando Dobra just being the one that created... Yeah. Everything, really. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you want to protect yourself whilst online or just get access to more streaming content, NordVPN has the solution for you and are now in partnership with us here at Blue Monday. NordVPN can be your cyber bodyguard whilst you're browsing online, but it also allows you to access more streaming content from abroad like sporting events, box sets or films. With one click of a button, NordVPN can digitally transport you to the US, Australia or Amsterdam. For the price of an ITFC match programme each month, you can subscribe to NordVPN and have access to these great services. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, head to nordvpn.com slash bluemonday or click the link in the podcast description. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so get yourself a great deal and support the podcast in the process. Yeah, I was, I've, I've got the um, <laughs> got World in Motion wrap in my head about um, slow or fast, but you must get to the line. Um, that feels like the tactic that we're going to be exploiting. Um, Mark Beck, um, hello to Mark. Um, abysmal league cup record in the last 20 years, apart from one year under Keane. So many exits to lower league opposition. Um, feeling there's an FA Cup running. I mean, we were both at the Q&A um, with Ashton O'Leary and Cook. And Cook was not, you know, backward and coming forward and saying the cups are not the priority. Um, it'll be a case in the Papa John's. No, what is it? Is it, what's it is the EFL Trophy? Yeah. That whatever, however far we go with the team that we put out is great. But any more than that, in terms of sprinkling in more senior pros, is not what we're looking to do. So the Cups are secondary. At least they're open about that. But, you know, growing up, we've had really great League Cup memories. You know, the Arsenal game in more recent times. I mean, forgotten about that one, Mark, um, but I guess that was keen, wasn't it? Um, but, you know, Chelsea at home, Man United at home, you know, winning those matches or drawing those matches and getting them to penalties and that kind of stuff. You know, there was some excitement and, and intrigue around the League Cup, which, you know, a, a big chunk of our fans base won't have experienced, Joe. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that Cups, nearly all teams treat Cups the same at the moment. It is effectively make as many changes as you feel you're comfortable with. And if you win two or three games and you get a plum tie, then at that point you may start to 
try and pick a better team and go go from there. So I don't I don't think we're unique in that, but we're just uniquely awful in that we do seem to lose all the time. Yeah. Um moving us on, um hi from Brisbane, Michael. Um saw the rerun of the game, the style of pushing the fullbacks makes it so open other sides for any counter attack. Any thoughts on, on that one? I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, well it it does, but that's where your Harper and your Evans and who else you've got. Yeah are so key in being able to sniff out danger and try and stop counterattacks. They are they are deep lying midfielders. They are not central midfielders. They are players that play deep and try and sniff out those counterattacks, get the balls quickly to the full back and you rely on effectively your full back and your sort of the four forward players to to score your goals. And that, that's what that's what you've got to try and do. But when you look at it's sort of been a few sort of tactical things that sort of on the athletic Michael Cox is very good and when you look at the big teams they almost set up when they're attacking when they hold possession of the ball in almost a 2-3-5 formation now it's just, it's just the way that teams go and it's like the the fullback from one side drops in or goes around the back and the 10 drops in but realistically it's two defenders and those guys have got, got to get through an awful lot of work and they've got to be very switched on and they've got to be quick and they've got to be good all-round players but I think we're, we're setting up more in a style that would be sort of reminiscent of a of, of a top team in the top league and which we're, we're trying to play that way and hopefully it all carries on clicking and getting better and we play some good football because it is that is the future of the game and you've you've got to try and emulate what the top teams are doing obviously to an extent within your limitations yeah not doing what Paul Lambert did about the rotation with um emulating Man City in that respect um and having a big old squad um Tom, even if Tom had years of pessimism, expecting nothing results aside, I've enjoyed the performances in both matches. Lots to look forward to. It's about time we were much more optimistic. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think any. I don't think we're saying don't be optimistic. Um, I think we're just tempering that optimism by saying, ultimately, the results have to come, don't they, Joe? I think that's mm. what we're saying. But clearly, everything apart from the tickets um, stuff and some of the the, um, the stadium PA system, you know. Um, there is still that buzz, which is great from the game changer. You just need to hope that that builds momentum that results in. Well, you need to get some points. wins to keep that buzz, don't you? Because, yeah, yeah. like I say, if we don't win this week and then we play Milton Keynes next Saturday, there's going to be an edge in that ground because we haven't won for four games. And yep. and that will come. Where if we go and we beat Burton, we beat Cheltenham, that atmosphere is going to be totally different on the Saturday. So it's, it's up to the team to, to get results as well. Mm. And they've um, got the sort of bodies in place to do so um run fat boy right andrew's um giving us his eagle-eyed opinion on the warm-ups um nor stretched nowhere near to the extent of others such as um fraser and jackson well, there you go mm-hmm. um but the only i would say at half time when i was watching the warm-up the fitness coach he was the one leading all the sprints back and forth as well but then uh, obviously it's important to do all stretching as as well but yeah always more of that age should know their body but he's i don't know he's never been a sub has he really he's right, been at Tranmere playing week in week out for years and years and years never missing a game and almost just playing himself fit but it seems maybe this role of coming in and out of the team just ha- hasn't suited him at all but no it's more um we've got some more stuff on tenacity and um hch you know, had a bit of needle with 42 year old ellison last night was it a knitting you're giving us plenty of hope for optimism. It's 40, 42. You've still got a couple of years maybe to get myself in the Newport team. I don't know what position I'll play, but maybe um, yeah, maybe up front like Ellison. Um, but this is, a, again, this is the point for Sam Page and why I think Dinassian will have a role to play, but probably 
not be a key player. He's never had a poor game, but never a standout. He's kind of a six or a seven out of ten, isn't he? But but at least you're not going to get a four out of him. And and you do get the leadership on the pitch as well. Yeah, I think sometimes you need to let a player like that go, though, so that they can play week in, week out as a six or seven out of ten at their level. Because he's not up, he's not up to the level what we require sort of going forwards. And is it? I don't know. Obviously, it's up up to us as the club, but having someone just as a sub, just to sit there in case you need someone for 10, 15 minutes, four or five times a season. Yeah. Can't be much fun for anyone. No, true. Um, Good question from Mark. Who plays more this season, Dobra or Luca? Surely with the arrival of Edwards and Barry, Dobra will have to go on loan to get minutes. Joe, your thoughts on that one? Well, I I think he's probably right. I don't think he is right, but I think Mark is probably right because it does seem that sort of young players that come through the system at clubs always have to work 10 times as hard to get minutes over signings. Signings seem to just get more and more opportunities. And I know it's just, I don't know, you, you see Dobra last night and he is the bright spark that sort of was carrying the team. And you're going to give someone like, obviously Kyle Edwards has got great potential and you see it from there. But he's if he doesn't play well for three or four games, he's still going to get another three or four games after that. Where if Dobra doesn't play well for one game, he'll be dropped back down to nowhere. So it's a difficult one. Um, Hello from view from the the, the U two Bono Mark. Uh, evening to you. Um, important to get minutes into the French player. French players keep up the good work. Anyone who drops a compliment and usually is going to get their comment read out. By the way, um, important that point that. Um, also, uh, I, I love this in there. Thoughts on Wolfie so far. I kind of to dovetail onto that point, Joe. About obviously Wolfie and had a tough weekend. I was quite yeah. critical of him. Um, did he make a chance to you know? get some monkeys off his back from Saturday last night for you? I, th- I thought he played well. I thought he played well last night. He was much more comfortable on the right-hand side. And I looked at the stats. I think he had 110 touches of the ball last night. So it was just constantly with him. And But when you when you watch the game, anyone watching on YouTube, you'll see that playing on the left, he sort of, his body shape sort of takes him out that way. And he cuts off a load of passing angles. So he, but playing on the right, it really opened him opened him up sort of going that way. That He had the whole pitch to play with around him. And right. I thought his passing was good last night. And I think that's, I, I wouldn't be too worried if Edmondson's fixed. Apparently he's more natural on the left, according to sort of the ADT and TWTD, the big lad from Rangers. There you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. I thought, I thought Wolfie was sharp. I thought he read the game well last night. David... GW up there said he cut out a lot of dangerous counters last night. And I think I think that was it as well. He's he was sharp as few little interceptions. He was he was on it last night, and I say hopefully he can get a run in the team because I think if he does does get a run on the right hand side, he'll he'll be good for us this year. Yeah, and and obviously that mistake from Saturday, ironically, we and we didn't pick up on the pod, so that's why Joe is is such a key member of the team. Spots the stuff that we don't spot. Um, it was a. It was on the left hand side, wasn't it? Very much on the left hand side. So um, there's some mitigating circumstances. He's quite one foot, isn't he? He doesn't really use his left at all. Where really? some players can play on the left and they're quite comfortable on either foot, but he's not really. And um, we've got two two questions about this. So I'm going to chuck it in there, Joe. Um, but this is going to get short shrift from me. Thoughts on the Jacobs situation from Mark and HCH. Thoughts on the jo- Jacobs non transfer. I, I think firstly, both of us really sympathetic. To, to Jacobs as a human being here at the end of the day, you know, admittedly he's not a free transfer and a free agent, which would have been worse, but it, it's not a great situation. But I think probably my personal view before I give you your flat platform to give you your thoughts is I don't like this stuff being aired publicly. I don't like 
how Pompey are kind of going after clicks. I don't like how Danny Cowley is giving quotes to the press. And I don't just, I don't like the situation for lots of different reasons. I'm quite keen that we move on, but I feel sorry for, I do feel sorry for Jacobs. I don't think that's a particularly controversial statement, is it? No, no, I think we did the dirty on Jacobs in reality here because I think there's been a lot of pressure from Ipswich to try and get him to push through this transfer. He's pushed it through. We've seen sort of someone better come along at the last minute and we've just ditched him, which isn't good. I think there's, personally, my view on it is that we haven't done, we haven't done the right thing there at all in, in the way we've acted. But I think you have to give the sort of management structure that Ashton's of the world I think you have to give them almost a bit of a free pass for this win- window because it is probably the window where so much is going to happen there's almost there's going to be what probably 40 50 deals of players going in and out over this window that has, that has got to be sorted and you're going to make some mistakes you're going to get some things wrong and I think that is something we've got wrong if we keep doing this, then I think it's a bit of a problem because I think I don't yeah. really want the club to get yeah, a, piss people off a name like that, pissing people off. But it's it it's happened now, and like I say, like I say, this this window is a crazy window. It's the biggest window this club's ever faced, never challenged with, and think things are going to go wrong, and things are going to be done which are wrong. But as long as it doesn't become a habit in future windows, I think you just have to hold your yeah. hands up and say, "Yeah, we should have done better. We didn't," but it's not going to become a habit. That's that. I think that's totally fair. And, and and what we've got as well is a situation where Paul Cook would have had targets and as Jacob's obviously a player that he's worked with before and knows. And there might be one of those situations for this player. And I saw this theory on TWTD, I think, where Cook is super keen, Ashton and his dashboard, not so much. And maybe there was a difference of opinion there. And, and maybe ultimately one of them, probably Ashton said, I'm going to veto this. And, you know, that's the situation that's unfair on Jacobs because that's an internal situation. I'm hypothesizing, I'm guessing, but I wouldn't be surprised to me if that there was, there was something in that um, for that. Well, yeah, like a, a 28, 29 year old with a sort of checkered injury history who's played under Cook before versus a 23 year old who's been at West Brom, which is obviously a club that Mark Ashton knows a lot about. I think we can see who was driving each part of the transfer there. But I, with that, I'm sure that. Cook would have signed off on the Edwards deal and it is an exciting deal a player of that calibre becoming available when you see the teams he'd been linked with previously but I say it's it's happened now I I feel sorry for Jacobs I think the club has probably come out of this on the on the right side of it but it's not a good thing to be doing Um, Mark literally just picking your favourite people to answer questions for Rich long well that's the power of the host I can't pick every question and I need to be able to drive the debate as well. But I thought I would just, um, in case you thought that I wasn't going to put that on the screen, Mark, I thought I'd put that on the screen just so you, you could um, you could be seen there. Um, so I'm sure, I, I try my hardest. Um, quality and all that kind of stuff as well. So I have to, you know, I've, I'm, it's like driving a, a battle cruiser. This. There's so many different things going on. Um, John Terry is left filler at 40 years old, friend of Didier, Mr. Devil. John Terry couldn't do a job in League One, could he, Joe? Plays on the left, doesn't he? Yeah. But it, well, he hasn't played for two or for three seasons. So I think it might be a bit of an ask, but yeah, it's a little bit. Um, a, a, a prime John Terry would be good. Um, you for the you too, Wolfie too, lethargic. I think he has the attributes to be a right back. I think he needs to be less higher energy role. No, I was going to say, not. I'm sure that's a that's a contradiction there. He needs the energy, doesn't he? Um, 
and um, interesting point. Hello, FBL Tractor. Wolfie playing better on the right. I think that's why we went for the big lad from Luton. We got the big lad from from Rangers. No, went, the... went so big for the Luton lad. I went so big. I'm reading now. I'm reading what I want to see. That's even worse. <laughs> um, there we go. Um, but it's back. Would you make the guys continue short passing around the back? It's always seen the last of that when Lambert went. Was that back last night, Jay? Yeah, but it was more in the final third. They were they were so deep and they just had eleven men behind the ball and for twenty minutes. So we only had ten men on the pitch. So it's difficult when they're just letting you have the ball to try and just keep going deep and sort of cut them there. You just had to try and had to try and work it. Some of it was probably a little bit overdone. Yep. And more and more of this um stuff on Jacobs. I think I need to I shouldn't have read. I shouldn't have read those ones out. Um, TWT reporting, Cali talking about it again. Yeah, let him talk. I just point about Joe Morell, isn't it? About yeah. I mean, Joe. We we turned out. He turned out more money to come to us or something. Oh, just don't care. I, I the, re- the only thing I'd say is that Danny Cowley's talking to his audience, and because yeah. of the way media is now, it spreads it's everywhere. But normally that stuff would just be on the back of the ports with paper. His fans would be lapping it up, and Ipswich fans wouldn't know nothing about it. Um. Yeah. Oh, don't mention Jacobs, don't mention Cowley, don't mention Pompey. We're going to wrap it up soon anyway. So want to get your thoughts for Burton um, and any predictions. Um, Mullet's been very patient. He asked a very question, a good question early on. I'm going to go back to that. But he's also mentioned Omar has been tweeting about us again, praising the sport for taking their knee. Well, there you go. Um, um, have we got any other... Have we talked about this on Sunday, this kind of celebrity 11 shirts kind of thing we've got Ed Sheeran wearing number 17 we need to get on with Jalilia squad number what are the Charlie from Busted he's he's yeah. what else have we got the late John Peel yeah the Brian Kant I think um, give us the celebrity of fans one of I want some of those before we sign off um now I can't find my question which was very good and pertinent about um there we go Burton um first choice front four for Burton for Burton oh. Burton Burton I think you'd probably go with what what started against Morecambe on Saturday. I thought I thought Wes Burns did enough to get another start. Um, I thought him and Vincent Young were picking up a decent audience. Uh, sorry, I was reading that off the screen. There. A, a decent partnership there. Um, on the left, I think Scott Fraser. I think he showed again when he came on last night that he does look a really classy player and a real sort of extra bit of quality that he can bring to the side there. So I think he's got to play. And then Joe Piggott is the is the big money signing, really, isn't he? I think. I'm, I'm sure we haven't seen the figures of it, but I'm sure he's a, a, a good, good sort of sign in there. And behind him, probably Chaplin, did he do enough? Probably not, but I think he's, again, was a player that's dropped he's down for cook, the championship and he's it? someone that's going to be playing a lot. Do you, yeah, do you try and get Kyle Edwards in? Probably not at the moment, but I'd um, go from what there. What about Louis Barry that he might get? I don't I'm, think he did enough for me, no. No. I guess he's going to be um, these these names coming in thick and Cardinal Wolsey scraping the barrel. Ian McShane, I think, is a red herring. I think Ian McShane, there was a character, and this is why we, the Norwich fans call us the Binners. There was a character in Lovejoy, I think, called Tinker, who found an Ipswich hat in a dustbin and put it on, and that's why we're called Binners by Norwich fans. And Ian McShane Mark's... was Lovejoy, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Keen. I think the drummer yeah, from Keen. And... drummer from Keen. Editors as well, isn't it? Tom Edit- Ed Lay. Is it Ed Lay? Oh, Ed Lay, yeah, that's right. Hey, Eddie Grant's Garner. I don't know anything about that. Um, Going to rock on to Electric Avenue. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's um, rock on down to, um, to some predictions of Burton in the comments, please, to leave us on that. 
Um, we'll get those from Joe as well. Um, just a few things to plug. Um, I will put down where you can find us. I mean, you found your way here, so you're part way through that challenge. Um, also, thank you for the likes on Facebook, Simon Palmer, giving us a like on Facebook. Hello to Facebook. If you're on YouTube um, and would like to support the channel, you can um, pop us a super chat. I'd be very grateful. Do that quick so we can mention you. Um, otherwise, we'll tweet about you or mention you on um on sunday's show um but you can also um find us um on fridays now um with our pre-match show which will go out live this week after some plentiful feedback about um the news not being up to date it was never a problem when we recorded the previous show with harry and when it went out on the thursday so um well, I know it's 2021 and we need to be on the pulse. So Seb and I will be doing that on Friday. Um, so please join us for the pre-match show. Um, Joe, do you want to give us your thoughts for Saturday? You will be going. I'd like to see us score the first goal rather than concede an early one. Yes, two, nice. two nil, three nil, three one. A, a, a decent, comfortable win. I'd like to see four nil would be brilliant as mullets yeah, put yeah. there. So one of those, but I, I just don't oh. want to see us concede the first time they get into our box again at the weekend. Yeah, that's that's why Mike was presumably saying 4-1. But we must <laughs> go first, second and third. 2-0 um, from Mark. Um, David, tough game at Burma. We have the players to win it. Therefore, I'll sit on the fence 1-0, a sneaky 1-0. I will go for a sneaky 1-0 like I did um, for Borkham. And we will hope for the best. So yeah, do join us on friday and we're back for the flagship as well and just before we sign off as well um i am a last minute standing i should have mentioned this at the start um for ben um who we think um has had um an exciting day um involving early starts this morning so as soon as we've got news on ben and shady we'll share that with you um but that's why i'm here so um if they're at home watching doubtful um Hopefully everyone is healthy and well, and we look forward to seeing you all soon. And um, Joe, I will, um, as always, I'm going to drop you in it and let you have the final word. Roll on Saturday. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.